So let me go on with the words. Today I'm going to talk about three things. Hallelujah. I'm going to talk about quickly about the Friday of the crucifixion. Hallelujah. I'm going to talk about the Saturday. Because no one preaches about Saturday. Everybody preaches about Friday and, Saturday and Sunday. I'm going to tell you Saturday. Because there is a Saturday. Hallelujah. There is a Saturday in the story. But we are missing it. I'm going to tell you about the Saturday. And then I'm going to talk about the Sunday. Now, the Friday, let's go to the book of Luke. Uh, chapter number, sorry, John. John 19, 25 to 27. John 19, 25 to 27. That was on the Friday at the crucifixion. Let's go quickly. John chapter number 19, verse 25 to 27. It said, now they stood by the cross of Jesus, his mother and his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Cleopas, and Mary, Magdalene. When when Jesus therefore saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved standing by, he said to his mother, Woman, behold your son. Then he said to the disciple, Behold your mother. And from that hour, the disciple, that disciple took her to his own home. Now, the Friday of the crucifixion. While Jesus was on the cross, he still had an eye for his mother. Now, 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 Jesus was brutally beaten. He was bleeding, but he talked. He had his mother in mind. Look at, in that state, you don't worry about parents anymore. In that state, because of the emotion and the pain, you worry about yourself. And Jesus said, Woman, this is your son. <laughs> this is amazing when I read that. That he had even the burden to commit his mother to somebody before he goes. He could have gone, but he, he had the burden to commit her. Now, if I take you through the process of a crucifixion, you realize that many things happened. Jesus was, was mistreated. He was mishandled. A crown of phone was put on his head. Hallelujah. But the Bible says he will not give up the ghosts before he made sure that his mother is well looked after. I don't really check what I'm saying. So it doesn't matter the situation. Jesus always makes sure that you are well looked after. At the cross. At the cross. Let me go there. Wow. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. John 19. Hmm. Now, when Jesus finished that, 
The Bible says in the verse 28, it says, after this, knowing that all things were accomplished, that scripture might be fulfilled, he said, I first. So nothing was improvised. From the time they arrested him uh, to the time he went to the cross, all things were written. Even the fact that your demand for water was also written. He said for all things to be fulfilled. Can I submit to you that everything that God has said over your life shall be fulfilled. Amen. The only thing you need to do is to be in obedience. Because the reason why Jesus, everything was fulfilled was his obedience to the cross. So all we need to look for is to stand in obedience. Obedience toward what? Obedience toward the word God has given us. Then we say, now a vessel full of sour wine was sitting there. A vessel full of sour wine was sitting there. You know, Jesus had just given communion to his people. And to ridicule him, the devil make a mixture of wine sour. Do you know that when God wants to do something in your life, there is always something that will come your way that is not God but looks like God. And you need to have the eyes of the spirit to know what has been given you. Now, if you continue reading, the Bible says, then a sponge, and they filled a sponge with sour wine, put it on eyes up, and put it on his mouth. So, when Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, it is finished. And bow his head, he gave up. So Friday was full of drama. I'm sure there's a Friday in your life sometime. There are days where everything, like, like, like news come left and right to bring you down. Jesus had just celebrated with his disciples having a meal together. And after the meal, drama started. I don't know if you see what I'm talking about. It feels like sometimes just after a victory, Drama always starts. Hallelujah. He said, it is finished. It is fulfilled. Everything is done. Verse 31, I say, therefore the peace, therefore because it was preparation day, that the body should not remain on the cross, on the Shabbat. Now, when you read the gospel of Luke, it gives a dramatic end. When Jesus bowed the heads, there was an earthquake. And the curtain in the temple was torn apart from top to bottom. All these are significances. The curtain talks about the holies of holy being open. Hallelujah. But, but there is something I want to tell you. There is something I want to tell you about that. Remember the high priest should be behind the curtain. But our high priest was not behind the curtain. He was on the cross. Ah. 
So, 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 so when the curtain was opened, there was nothing behind there. The reason why the curtain was open, it was for consciousness. Because the sacrifice was made publicly. The sacrifice was not taken by the high priest and going beyond the curtain to be made. So that Friday already, the sacrifice has been made publicly. While the high priests were preparing to go beyond the curtain, the offer that they were going to give to the men or the, the God that they were going to worship beyond the curtain was in the public place. From that moment, the holies of holies has become public. The holies of holies is not a secret place anymore. It's a public place. What do I mean? It means everywhere you are, you can engage the holies of holies. Everywhere you can engage holies of holies. Because the holies of holies was at the cross. I was there was an earthquake that split the rock. Listen. In 1978... There was an amateur archaeologist, archaeologist, that discovered something that people didn't talk about. He was digging under Golgotha. And while he was digging, he stumbled on the ark. So, according to his research, God has told Jeremiah in the Babylonian invasion to go and hide the ark on the foot of Golgotha in a cave. That's why the Babylonian could, took, could take the, the, the items in the temple, but they couldn't seize the ark. Because the ark was not there anymore. And according to his research, when he found the ark, he realized that when the earth split, the blood of Jesus came straight on the mercy seat. So when Jesus died on the cross, because the Bible says the high priest takes the blood and put it on the mercy seat for atonement. So the blood of Jesus needed to go on the mercy seat. And the, God knew that. So he organized for the ark to be waiting at Golgotha. And the blood of Jesus fell. That's why there was an earthquake. So that the rock can split. That the blood may come right between the rock. And go on the mercy seat. There is nothing impossible to God. God has well planned your life from the beginning to an end. Then when everything seems not to go according to the plan. My friend wait. There is an earthquake that will split that rock. That was a Friday. And something happened a Friday after Jesus died. You see, all the Gospels mention Joseph of Arimathea. But John mentioned Nicodemus. That's the only Gospel in which 
Nicodemus was mentioned as one of the person that took the body of Jesus and put it in the grave. So according to John, the bloody body of Jesus was handled by two men that were admiring Jesus from far. While the closest people have fled. You know, when everything is good, it's good and it's easy to worship him. When you see the breakfast, it's easy to say you are in faith. When you see things happening in your life, it's easy to proclaim that you are a strong man. Wait until there is a sailor. Jesus, I'm talking about the Friday. Jesus was lifeless. And Joseph of Arimathea, they say he went and say, ask the body, ah, yeah, 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 yeah. what are you going with dead bodies? I think we need him when he's alive. Today we are all singing, he is alive. He, but we forgot that there was a time where he was dead. Yes. Because he, he didn't even give instruction to celebrate his resurrection. The only instruction he gave he was to celebrate his death. Yes. Jesus never said, do this and remember my resurrection. He said, remember what? And the day he died according to the gospel of Matthew, the Bible said when he gave the ghost, the tomb were opened. And those who were dead received life. They only came out of a tomb on the day of resurrection. So when he died, not only the rock spread, but the graves also opened. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. He broke the confinement. He broke the hold of death when he died. Because his death ushered a new era in the kingdom. The very death that we are supposed to die, he died on the Friday evening. And when he died, death couldn't even hold those who were dead. So the death of Jesus offers, <laughs> offers forgiveness. You know forgiveness means to release. So when he died, death has to release those who were dead. Because they were forgiven. And Bible says that where there is uh, where there is a remission of sin, there's no transgression anymore. So what happened is that when he died, even dead has to forgive those who are dead. Death has to leave them alone. Why? Because the death of Jesus offers the forgiveness for the sin that they did that led them to the grave. And when that was removed, the grave has to identify them as living being. You are forgiven. I say you are forgiven. You are forgiven. Because Jesus died. I buried him. Now I'm coming to a point of a Saturday. Coming to Saturday. The Bible says... People were preparing 
from a Saturday. Hallelujah. Let me maybe read the scripture to put it right for you. Thank you, Jesus. Say there is a Saturday. Wow. Luke, chapter number 23. Verse 55 to 56. Let's read it. Luke. It says, And the woman who had come with him from Galilee followed after, and they observed the tomb and how his body was laid. Let's go. Then they returned and prepared spices and fragrant oil, and they rested on the Shabbat according to the commandment. It was a day that we call a sailor day. But remember the Bible says that according to commandment, it means it's not according to will. (laughs) So they were resting not because they wanted to rest. They were resting because they were forced to rest. So while the body was resting, the mind was not. Come on now. On Saturday, the body was resting, but the mind was not. You know, the Saturday in the life of a believer is that day where you see nothing happening. It's that day where it feels to you that your Savior was dead and you don't see him rising. It's the day where you sit alone and you reflect on the goodness of the Lord, but you don't see the goodness. Coming from a high place and coming down to the valley where the Shabbat is, the Shabbat of a body rest, but not of a mind rest. And I know in the church there are many people that seem so excited, but their mind is not at rest. Excited about Jesus, but they don't see Jesus. Excited about him, but they don't see his work because on Saturday he was in the tomb. This is the time where Jesus feels absent in your life. The time where it feels like, Lord, where are you? You just came from the communion table with him. You saw him being mistreated and you hoped that at the cross he would just come down. But yet, he didn't come down. You were trusting him for that breakthrough. But yet, the breakthrough didn't come. And after you were told that you were fired, the next day you couldn't sleep anymore. You were on a Saturday. There is a Saturday in the life of every believer. And we need to know how to handle our Saturdays. You know what they did on Saturday? While their mind was running over the show, they started to prepare spices. 
First, thou to go ahead of time, knowing that if there is a seller, there will be a time of praise. So, first, thou to prepare for Sunday morning on Saturday. You see, when you go through situation, instead of sitting and wasting your time, letting your mind go over the show, prepare for the Sunday morning. They were preparing. These women were, 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 were grieved because the mother saw her son being pierced. The, the people that received miracles saw the miracle performer dying. They saw him on the cross and they thought he was going to jump like I said and he didn't. But yet, they started to prepare. They even didn't know he would rise. They were preparing for the body. They were not preparing for the resurrection. They were preparing to entertain the body. They were at the place where they said, Lord, if you don't do any miracle anymore, I will still worship you. Lord, if you don't do the next thing that I'm trusting you for, I will still worship your body. It's not about you awaking. It's about what you have already done. I have seen your works in my life. Therefore, today I'm not a candidate of waiting before I can rejoice. I can rejoice even when I don't see it. People preparing to put spice and uh, perfume on the body. That's the activity of Saturdays. Saturdays. I don't know the stage in the state of Inigua. Maybe you are on your Friday where the Lord is being despised before you. Because on your Friday, people will ask you, where is that God you are talking about? Huh. On your Friday, your own wife or husband will tell you, aren't you the one that prays always? On your Friday, your own children will tell you, I think you can trust God better than this. On your Friday, people will mock the results. And on Saturday, you are left alone with all these voices speaking to your mind. It's not a wrong process. It's the whole process. Many people on their Saturdays, they think they have failed. <laughs> Many people give up on their Saturdays because they think I have failed. If I had faith, I wouldn't be on Saturday. If I read the scripture, I wouldn't be on Saturday. Saturday is not about scripture. It's not about praying. Saturday is not. It's a thing that comes for sure in the life of every believer. You need to know that. And if you are sitting here, you say you don't have a Saturday, you are a liar. You are not too full. There are days where, you're, where, where you are cast down. There are days where you can't pick yourself up. Regardless what you do. Sometimes it's like you pretend with your mouth, but your mind. And we need to be honest about our Saturdays. To say, I'm going through a Saturday. But that will not be the end of the story. There are three days in the story. Many Christians today are thinking they are not good Christians. 
because they compare themselves to somebody else. Because we hear evangelist Kobe saying, I prayed for this thing. He was healed. We hear Israel saying, we went and we were saved. But what they don't tell you, they are failures sometimes. And don't think that because they don't talk about the failures, there is no failures. There are days where he prayed for them, they died. There are days where I prayed for them, they died. There are days where he went to evangelism, he didn't see the result he wanted to see. But when we stand here, we are not lifting failure, we are lifting victory. So we are not coming here necessarily to talk about what happened. So when you are sitting there, all you hear is a victory, but you forget that in the story there is a Saturday. And the one that is going through is Saturday, he's taking the Sunday morning of Corpus and judging is Saturday, not knowing that this man has gone for Friday, Saturday, and now it's Sunday morning. There are days I went through my Fridays and I went through my Saturdays. And when I start to testify about Sunday morning, people get depressed because they forgot or they don't know I had a Friday, I had a Saturday. I only talk about the Sundays. I read the book of God generals. And when, the more I read, the more frustrated I became. I said, God, these people, every time they're exposed to a sick man, he gets healed. He said, they didn't tell the whole story. They didn't. But there is a preacher that will tell you the whole story. To tell you that there are days where it does not look like victory. But those days are part of Christian journey. Hey, it's part of Christian experiences because these are the days that makes us strong for the victory because if we never experience a down we cannot experience a lifting the one that is lifted is the one that was down once the one that sees is the one that was blind once the one that hears is the one that was deaf once if you are here today hear my voice that nothing is lost you are just in the process hey you are just in the process. Somebody said the process. You know when you make bread, it first as a seed. Then they crush the seed. It becomes flour. Then they mix it with water and, and leaven and everything. And then they put it in the heaven. When it comes out, it's bread. But the seed in the field does not know what is waiting for him. He admires the bread, not knowing that there is a whole process to get to the bread. No, you are admiring the anointing upon my life, upon the life of the evangelist, but you don't know that from seed to that bread, there's a crushing process. This day, I'm here to tell you, the reason one died. Don't check, don't check. The Lord of glory died. The one that rose was in the grave. My God, my God, help me here, help me here. I need to set somebody free today. Because people are sitting in churches and they are going down and down and down. Not knowing there is a seed time, but there is a harvest time. But what the scripture does not tell you is between the seed and the harvest, there is death to the seed. 
A seed that is planted needs to die. And when it's dead, then it sprang up. I'm here to tell you today, by the mercies of our Lord, don't get discouraged. You know, sometimes what we do, my Lord, help me, help me. Thank you, Ndati, thank you. Help me here. Sometimes we say by his stripes we are healed. But no one tells us that sometimes you have to maintain the confession even when we don't see the result. No one, people say, when I said it, I was healed. They are not telling you the full story. Sometimes you say by stripes I'm healed. It takes weeks, it takes months, it takes years before you break through. Yes. Yes. So when we say it, we are saying it by faith. We are saying it by faith, but the process is applied. You see a pregnant woman, when a baby is born, everybody, oh, what a cute baby. Oh, they don't know. Ah. Although the baby was conceived in pleasure, but there was pain that is attached to the process. There are days where you feel like throwing out. Throwing up. There are days where you feel like you don't feel your taste. There are days where you feel like you are in discomfort and, and you can't even walk properly anymore. Your, your, your sense of being elegant is gone. You don't care about what type of shoe you wear anymore because your feet are swollen. No, you appear in front of people with a big nose. They think you are like that all the time. But they don't know that it's called water retention. It's part of pregnancy process. It's part of a process. Sometimes when you look at yourself in the mirror, you don't like yourself anymore. Because the baby inside of you has transformed your figure. He, there is another person in you that is transforming your whole outlook. Therefore, you come in public and you don't like the way you look. But hold on, there is somebody inside. I say there is somebody inside. There is somebody inside. And the word inside makes you uncomfortable. And it makes you so uncomfortable that sometimes you reject yourself. But I'm here to tell you that the pregnancy is not the end of the story. There is a time that is called the time of delivery. And that time is coming upon you right now as you hear my voice. There is some... There are days, there were days in my life where I felt like I don't want to follow him anymore. My mouth was saying it although my heart was fighting it. Because there was a battle between my mind and my spirit. When my mind was speaking against what I believe and I have to stand in warfare of faith to align my mind to my heart. And said to my mind, my mind, why are you cast down within me? Trust in the Lord. Then they went through the whole Saturday, struggling, struggling, not knowing that he will ever come alive again. 
Therefore, they start to prepare for the worst because they prepare for spices that will keep the body at least for some time. That if it does not come back, his body needs to be maintained so that I can know I have somebody. So I need to maintain the body although there is no life in it. You know, sometimes we are in a business of maintenance in the church where people don't feel anymore, but we maintain them. But I'm here to announce to you the time of maintenance is almost over. Hey, 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 hey. Then there was a Sunday. Suddenly there was a Sunday. I say there was a Sunday. There was a Sunday. There was a Sunday. So all this the Spirit was doing, he was preparing them for the Sunday morning. They thought it was over, but God had a plan. Even the devil thought it was over. Because when Jesus died, darkness covers the earth. And that darkness is a symbol of a taking over of ignorance. So when Jesus died, satanic forces took over. <laughs> It felt like they had the victory. It felt like they have overcome. And they were feasting already. They have told that person, kill yourself. And the person has bought into the idea. But they didn't know the gospel was coming. So the Saturday morning, let's read what happened and then we finish there. The Saturday morning. Sunday morning, sorry. Sunday morning. Sunday morning, Luke chapter number 24, verse 1 to 12. We finish there. It said, now, the first day of the week, very early in the morning, there and certain women with them came to the tomb, bringing the spices which they had prepared. When did they prepare it? But they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. Then they went and did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. And it happened as they were greatly perplexed about this, that behold, two men stood by them in shining garments. Then they were afraid and bowed their faces to the earth. They said to them, why do you seek? Why? Ha <laughs> Why do you seek the living among the dead? He is not. He is not. He has, but is risen. Remember how he spoke to you when he was still in Galilee. For time's sake, I'm stopping there. These women have prepared the spice. Going to the tomb. 
and thinking to themselves, who will roll the stone? Oh, they didn't know that the rolling of the stone didn't belong to them. What belonged to them was to go. You know, sometimes we think the miracle is our duty. But our main function is to be exposed to where God wants us to be. And I said, when they came there, the stone was already out. I'm here to tell somebody what you are planning and you think, how is it going to happen? It has already happened. I said, it has already happened. It has already happened. The stone was rolled away. Yeah. The stone was rolled away. Hi. Let me tell you something. The first time a stone was rolled away, people rolled it. John 11. Jesus says, take away the stone. The second time a stone was rolled, no man was needed. There are things in your life where sometimes God will allow you to be participator. But there are greater things where you don't need to. Before you get there, he has done it already. The stone, no, 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 the woman, although the stone was rolled, they did not register yet. They were still going to look for the body in the tomb. And the angel says, what are you, where are you looking? My God, where are you looking for the living among Sometimes people are looking for Jesus where they are not supposed to look for him. They think Jesus comes because they have trouble. They think Jesus is active in their lives because there is something that is going wrong and Jesus comes to solve it. Why are you looking for the living among the dead? I said, why are you looking for the living among the dead? When my father passed on, Three years later, when I went back to Ivory Coast, I was crying at the airport. I said, I want to see where they buried him. I want to see at least his grave because I haven't seen him for so long. I said, I won't be able to see him, but I want to see the grave. And between that, they took me to my brother's house. And I sat there. My brother said to me, listen, this is the Bible of dad. When I opened, I found the portion in the book of Luke that my dad underlined, why are you looking for the living among the dead? And I'm here to tell somebody, every Sunday you go at the graveyard to talk there. Why are you looking for the living among the dead? Every Sunday you go, you, I'm not saying don't clean it. I'm not saying don't take care of it. But you are talking as this person hears you. Why are you looking for the living among the dead? I see Christian talking to the picture of a dead person. Why are you looking for the living among the dead? I see Christian looking at you in heaven. If you hear me, why are you looking? For the living, a man, be dead. There's only one you need to talk to, the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost. I said the Holy Ghost. I said the Holy Ghost. He is the one you must talk to. Not the dead person, he's kaput. You can't do that anymore. Now, there was an announcement. There was an announcement. The angel says, remember, his birth was announced by angels. When he was born, the Bible says, and the angel went to the shepherds and said, 
Oh, greetings to you. They said, today in the city of David, Bethlehem, he's born a savior. This is how you will recognize him. There will be a baby that is sleeping in a, in a crash. And then you will see he's wrapped among the sheep. And you know, they put him among the sheep because he's a lamb. And then, <laughs> and then the day he rose, the same angel came and he said to them, now don't look for him here anymore. The same way I announced his birth, I am announcing his resurrection. He has risen. Come on now. He has risen. He has risen. So I talk about your Friday. I talk about your Saturday. But I'm here to announce to you, Sunday morning is here. He has risen. I say he has risen. He has. He is alive. He is alive. He is alive. Christ Jesus. Come on. Christ Jesus is alive. Christ Jesus is alive. Come on now. He is alive. Come on now. He has risen. 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 The Bible says, He died for our offense, but He rose for our justification. I'm here to tell you, the one that died has risen. He died so that you can be forgiven. But if you remained in the grave, you would have been forgiven without being justified. He rose for your justification. So that you can have a nature of righteousness in you today. This is the announcement I'm making now. Doesn't matter what is going on in your life. He has risen. I say he has risen. He has risen. He's alive. Shout for joy. He's alive. He's alive. He's alive. He's alive. the keys from the devil. He took the keys from the devil. Guess where he went to the keys? He gave it to you. He said, I give the keys of the kingdom. I give you the keys of the kingdom. And everything you bind here on earth shall be in it. Everything you lose here shall be. He said to Peter, thou art Peter. Upon you I shall, my God, I shall build my church. When I got the revelation, I got set free. I realized I don't need to plant a church. God is planting his church. I realized that a true church is not built by the pastor. A true church is built by Christ Jesus himself. The pastor is just a caretaker. But the one that establishes church is Jesus. He is alive. The worship team is going in front to sing Easy Life. Oh, yes. And as we are singing that, chains are going to get loose. I'm telling you by, 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 by prophetic decree that everything you came with that is not of God is going to fall down. 
Because God, Jesus is alive. Are you ready for that? I want you to jump. I want you to shout. I want you to say to that devil in his face that I had a Friday, yes. I had a Saturday, yes. But now I have a Sunday morning. Hey, when he was finished doing, he thought it was finished. But deliverance has come. Wow. Wow. And uh, when we are singing, I want the camera to focus on the Lord's table, how beautiful it is. Just focus on the Lord's table. Let the people outside there see. Hey, that we're going to have a Lord's table. Just go there and just zoom on the Lord's table. Thank you, Jesus. The one there, just turn it. Stop. Yes. This is, this is a table of freedom. This is a table of deliverance. The king's banquet is set for you. That today as you have this communion, something is going to shift in your life. 